Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome in Bruce Feldman to talk about it all. College football reporter for Fox Sports. Bruce, good morning. Thanks for joining us again. How are you? Well, I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Yeah, we're doing very well. And the Jimbo Fisher Texas A&M stuff is still percolating this morning. Uh, What's your thoughts about maybe the impending hire of Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M? You know, I think that would have to be the biggest move that that A&M could make. If not, you know, they they got rid of Mike Leach. I'm not sure who else they would have gotten who would have been like, okay, I get this move. This is a, a big-time get. Well, Jimbo Fisher's won a national title, did a really good job at FSU. I know they struggled this year, but, you know, beyond that, I mean, he's he's a, he's a big fish for them. Keep in mind, the AD at Texas A&M, Scott Woodward, he and Jimbo Fisher worked together when they were at LSU years ago. There's a good relationship there, I'm told, so... You know, a lot of people have come after Jimbo Fisher to get him to leave. Certainly LSU did once upon a time, you know, a year or two ago. And I think this is a big step for, uh, for, for, for A&M, but also it opens up another big job in what's been a really wild coaching carousel already in the last, uh, last month or so. Bruce, before this job uh, at Florida State opened up, I, I have been asked repeatedly which is the best job out there, and I've always said it was Texas A&M because of their endless resources. Did you see it the same way? Of all the jobs, did you? Yeah. Or just, no. Yeah, of all the um, jobs. No, I think Florida is a better job. And uh, I, know you, I know you have your heart for the Aggies, as you always do, <laughs> but – um, He's being facetious, yeah. America. <laughs> Here, listen. To, let me put it this way: so, in the in the last half century, uh, the Aggies have had one top five finish. You know, Kevin Sumlin did that in his first year. Florida's won, you know, uh, three national titles. I mean, just in the last fifteen years. You know, they both have great recruiting bases. Florida's is probably even better than Texas A and M, but. And the other reason I think is because the leadership at the top, and I'm not just this is not necessarily a, a, a AD versus AD, but I think Florida is a little more manageable in how they do business than mm-hmm. you, know, you got boosters and board of regents and just a lot of people who who are can get in the way. Now Texas A&M's facilities are there are none better than what they have, but I think it's more than that. Now they do have a great recruiting base. It's just Florida also has it. I think Florida is is also in the other, in the more manageable side of the division. You do not have Nick Saban over there. You do not have, you know, you do not have LSU and Auburn. And it's just, it's a deeper side. You basically have Georgia and then you have Tennessee that's going through its own crazy search. It just from, to, in my mind, Florida is the top one. And then I would say it's a little down and then, then it goes to Texas A&M. But if, if FSU jumps in, I, would, I think FSU is, because of uh, the recruiting base, because of the talent you'd inherit, I think FSU is even better than than uh, than certainly A and M, and maybe even than 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 UF. Do you believe that this Tennessee coaching search fiasco is going to end up with Mike Leach? 
I don't know what, you know, I wish I, I really can't even guess on this one because I know, you know, we reported last night that, that Mike met with them out in L.A. Uh, I'm told it went, you know, it went well. Uh, but it's hard to read. Here's the problem with the Tennessee search is, you know, Mike Leach could, could want to be on board and somebody he met with from Tennessee can really like him. But I'm, I'm told that, you know, at Tennessee right now, it is such a, uh, I don't know, it's such a mess there with so much infighting going on and backstabbing within, you know, the, the Tennessee brass and, and the people who are involved in the decision that, you know, a couple of them could try to nix the idea, well, we don't want Mike Leach here. We don't want that offense. He's too, you know, he's too, 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 uh, too crazy. He's, you know, it's like they could bring up some other reason and, and try to move on because they're just not comfortable with him. So right now it's, 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 I don't know, it's tough to get a read on that one because I, I, from what I've told, the Tennessee brass is really split in, in, in a lot of their decisions. And who knows how long the AD John Curry's going to be there. You know, we reported this earlier in the week that, you know, there's a lot of people there who are high up and, and influential who are trying to run John Curry out of there. Why isn't T. Martin an option? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, look, he really would want to be there. He knows the program. He's done, you know, he's done a nice job at USC. The, I think the, the, the one big glaring thing there is he has no head coaching experience. Everybody they're talking to uh, that I'm told are all, are all head coaches and guys who've been head coaches actually on a big stage. I mean, I had heard that uh, the powers that be there felt like in order to, to, to have this job, you needed to have power five or big time coaching experience in college as a head coach. So... Well, Dan Mullen hadn't had any head coaching experience when he got the Mississippi State job, and I know the folks at Tennessee look at themselves on, on a lofty, loftier level than, than Mississippi State, but you look at the job he did there, now he's at Florida, of course. So as I've been saying, Bruce, I, I, I think that uh, prerequisite is only uh, applicable to a certain demographic. You could be, you could be right, PJ. I, I'm not going to argue with you on that. I don't – I mean, look – Bob Stoops didn't have power five head coaching experience and it worked out pretty well at your school's arch rival, didn't it? So, yes, exactly. Um, so I think what it comes down to though, is if you feel like you have a guy who is, who is that good at what they do and look, you know, he was a really good assistant at, at, in the SEC when he was at Kentucky. Yep. You look at some of the talent he developed. I mean, he had Randall Cobb, which, uh, you know, was a, was a great college player. That was a, He was coaching him. And some of these guys who now are having a lot of success in the NFL, Juju Smith-Schuster, you can go down the list of, of recent USC receivers. They've turned out probably a lot better or made an impact a lot faster than most people would have expected. And T. Martin was the guy who developed all those guys. In some cases, was the guy who recruited some of these guys. So um, I don't know. I, the least thing you, I would think is is – T. Martin probably deserves an interview, deserves a, hey, let's sit down and see what exactly would be your game plan, how you're going to do this. Because, you know, this guy led them to a national title. It's not like we're talking about some guy who, you know, had a great career as a college player but isn't even a college coach. Is like some, you know, guy who just retired from the NFL and doesn't have any. You know, T. Martin 
is going to get considered for some head coaching jobs, whether it's a school like South Alabama, and I'm, you know, I'm told he's, you know, he won't go go take that. But there's jobs that, you know, head coaching jobs that I think he would be in the mix for. So it's not out of the line. The question is, it's a huge, you know, it's a huge job. But again, you know, you've talked, you've turned over so many rocks in this search already. Why not at least kick the tires on T. Martin? I mean, early in the week. I had been hearing that he actually had a legit shot to get in the mix for it. But, you know, I think there's a lot of, I, quite honestly, from the people I've talked to, there, I heard there's some pushback from some people there. And I don't exactly know why that they won't even, they wouldn't even have met with him. Gio and Jones with Bruce Feldman, college football reporter for Fox Sports. Let's move on to the games this weekend. How do you feel about that Big Ten championship game and uh, who's going to come out on top? You know, we've had uh, we had both of these teams in person this year with our TV crew. I think that you know if Ohio State is playing on its game, you know, I think they're really tough to beat. I I think Wisconsin's good on defense. They're really really well coached. I think Jonathan Taylor is a terrific running back. But when Ohio State gets going, I mean, they can, they can be suffocating. It's just. They're a tough read because they've, you know, they've had a couple of clunker games, you know, and I, you can kind of write off, you know, Baker Mayfield is a great player and he lit them up on defense. Like I get that. I don't see Alex Hornerbrook doing that. I, you know, he's he, he's pretty streaky, but at the same time, I think Ohio State's going to win. I just think that it's been that kind of year. It's been that kind of year for, uh, you know, that kind of twists with with the, how things are working for the playoff committee, and I just think that would. That would be kind of – it just seems like it's almost karmic that uh, we're going to get a, another two-loss team in the mix beyond just just what could happen with Auburn and Georgia. Do you think the committee would opt for the Big Ten champion if it's Ohio State with two losses to get into the playoff? I think they would. I mean, you, you look, they have a really bad loss against an unranked Iowa team that wasn't close. That's going to be tough for some people to get around, I'm sure, in that, that – in that CFP room, but they would have won a conference championship, and we know that's one of their big criteria, especially if it relates to having a second SEC team. Uh, they would have some really good wins. They would have beaten a top-five Wisconsin team. They would have blown out a good Michigan State team, beaten Penn State. They have a win over Michigan. You know, the Michigan, Michigan win doesn't carry as much weight as it, it would before, but that's, that's at least three very good wins. Whereas you look at Alabama – for against them, Alabama. Yeah, they have one less one less loss. I think it would help Alabama if Auburn went on to beat Georgia and win the SEC title. But you know, they're basically going to be able to hang their hat on just their their one pretty good win is against LSU, and LSU is nine and three. I mean, after that, it's unfortunate for them, but they have you know Mississippi State, who's eight and four. They're still you know hanging at the you know at the end of the top twenty five. Fresno State, we'll see if they stay in the top 25. But I just think they've told us, being the committee, that that conference championships do matter. Who you beat matters. Now, a bad loss like that, especially on top of when they played Oklahoma, it wasn't really close. Oklahoma really took it to them. But if Oklahoma's in the playoff, you know, assuming they win, I mean, Oklahoma's going to be a one or a two seed. 
you know, I think they can get past that. Can they but, get but, past but that? But Bruce, let me push back, Bruce. Bruce, because yeah. last year conference championships didn't matter, and Penn State had a bad loss there in Michigan, and but their their linebacking core was decimated, and the committee didn't take that into account. Where they're trying to account for Clemson losing at Syracuse, and I see that as a bad loss because Kelly Bryant limped into that ball game, but Clemson's defense didn't limp into that ball game, and they couldn't shut down the Orange. So uh, that doesn't jive with me, and I'm not yelling at you I'm yelling at Bill Hancock in the committee because from week to week and from year to year they're changing the criteria they are but keep in mind BJ from year to year the committee does change you know the makeup of the people in the room so it's hard to get a read on you know obviously every year is different you know to some degree I think if Alabama was a was a one-loss team but it lost in the in the SEC title game at least had the win over Auburn to go with that LSU win I think they would they would have a really good chance of having two teams in. It's just I think it's going to be hard. I think it's a harder case to make for Alabama because unless you're saying, "Hey, we think that you know, they're so good because we've seen this in years past from them and they're not supposed to do that." The other thing is, you know, are they going to put any value in beating Florida State in week 1? Florida State's going to be lucky to be 500. I know they had their starting quarterback hurt in that game, but after that, the, the season imploded. Our, you know, it's not Alabama's fault. You know, I, I give them credit. They scheduled a top five, typically a top five team in that game, and it just kind of didn't turn out the way everyone expected it to be in terms of the, the merits of, a, of an FSU win. But I, you know, I get it. Ohio State has a really bad loss or a two-loss team, but I'm not sure where you get the the this team is this the is are we going to put two teams from the SEC in in a year where I think most people would say it's been a pretty down year from the SEC across you know once you get past the top three teams so I I don't know I mean it's going to be fascinating especially if if Ohio State wins if Wisconsin wins you know then I think you're looking at at the four conference champs pretty sure unless TCU knocks off Oklahoma and then it gets a little weird there too. Talking to Bruce Feldman on Geo and Jones, I think absolutely you're going to get two SEC teams if Auburn beats Georgia, if Oklahoma beats TCU, if Clemson beats Miami, and Ohio State beats Wisconsin. I think that they're going to put that one-loss Alabama team in there because now the one loss that they have is to an Auburn team will be, at that point, no doubt the hottest team in college football. I just don't see them putting two two-loss teams in there, especially when Alabama is that one-loss team you're debating. I know both are big brands. I guess I have to decide which one of those big brands they like to give the benefit of the doubt to the most. Yeah, I don't know. if I really like to think that that branding factor doesn't carry real weight there, you know. But, again, I just come back to that Alabama resume of who do they beat. We keep hearing about how, uh, who you beat matters, and they just it just doesn't have enough weight in it, I don't think. You know, and I could definitely be wrong on this, but just from from what what the committee has said in the past and how much they've stressed, um, you know, look that that could be the case. But I think also there's a level of recency that also tends to come into this. If Ohio State beats Wisconsin and it's 31 to 17 or 31 to 10, watch out. I don't. I think that people are going to have a feeling. Wow, this team is on its game now. And it's unfortunate in one regard just because this isn't a case like a couple years ago where they were rolling from week two and they had a bad loss to Virginia Tech. You know, this is 
you know, that loss to Iowa didn't happen that long ago. It was just, you know, it was just within a month. So, I mean, I can see you can argue it both ways. I'm just trying to, you know, read how I think the committee has, 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 you know, kind of put out the things they kind of seem to emphasize. Bruce, you know Kevin Sumlin fairly well. Where do you think he lands, or does he land at all? Is he back on the sidelines next season? You know, my hunch is it's going to be one of two jobs If, if at this point. It would be Jimbo Fisher moves on, Florida State tries to snap him up, or Willie Taggart gets FSU, and Oregon pursues Kevin Sumlin. I mean, the reality is, I mean, you see what is winning, what is – record is from his whole time from from Houston and A&M it's a pretty impressive t- total and he was the only person who's led that led Texas A&M for top five finish in the last half century uh, you know he's a really good offensive coach he's been a really good recruiter for years I think he would be a pretty good get for some of those for you know either of those programs the, the, the thing that you have to keep in mind here is with all these jobs that come open Chip Kelly can't coach all these schools. Who are you going to hire for some of these? We're seeing that with Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee's been turned down by some guys that it kind of blows your mind that these guys wouldn't have, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have taken it, and that they would even have the chance at Tennessee. So that's what, what's, what's, you know, kind of a head scratcher is what are some of these schools going to do after, uh, you know, after all these dominoes start to fall. Bruce, thanks for the time this morning. We appreciate it, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you at some point down the road. All right, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t